Money FM 89.3. Best of the evening runway. Under the radar. You're listening to Money FM 89.3, and it's now time for Under the Radar with me, Chua Tian Tian. Now, today we're going to talk about a company that supplies sheet piles, steel pipes, and tie rods for waterfront, underground, and even rail projects. Now, founded in 2011, Malayan Corporation is a foundation solutions company that focuses on port and waterfront developments, civil excavation, and power generation related infrastructure in Asia. It also adds value to the Supply chain by providing downstream services such as warehousing, storage, and logistics to access local markets. Now, think of the landmark Apple Store at Marina Bay Sands waterfront, the T two three five viaduct, and tunnels for the RTS link to Johor Bahru and the Thomson East Coast Line. These are all projects that Malayan had taken part in previously, and with offices in Singapore, China, Indonesia, Malaysia, the Philippines, Taiwan. Thailand, which is the biggest market for Malayan financially. Now, meanwhile, steel prices have plunged as more Chinese producers export the commodity. So, what does it mean for Malayan in terms of the cost and selling price of its products? Well, for more, let's speak to Eric Leong, Chairman and CEO of Malayan Corporation. He's in studio with me right now. Eric, welcome. Thank you, Tian Tian, and thank you for the opportunity to be on your show. Great to have you on board, and Eric. We've briefly talked about how Malayan Corporation is this foundation solutions company focusing on waterfront, underground, and rail projects. I understand that you mainly provide steel products to construction companies for them to make their foundation structure, but you do not build the structure. So, take us through the products and services you provide specifically, and your value proposition. Then, so Malayan Corporation provides、uh, foundation steel solutions to two main areas, like you have mentioned, waterfront and underground construction market. So, if you are building anything, for example, like a port, LNG terminal, or even any reclamation projects that you see across, you know, Singapore around the region, underground tunnels,、uh, like you have mentioned, like the MRT,、uh, we are market leaders when we provide this steel material and we turn these projects into a reality. So, projects such as MRT,、uh, you know, deep tunnel sewerage system, integrated waste management facilities, even the Tuas Megaport, are just some of the projects that we supply here in Singapore. So, what kind of separates us from the rest of the industry? Well, unlike many of our competitors in the steel industry, that usually goes for sort of a broader scope. You know, they stock a large quantity、mm. of material, and、uh, you know, they they have a large warehouse with you know thousands and thousands of items. We're sort of gone,、uh, you know, different and a slightly contrarian approach. We sort of focus on a market whereby we felt that we could apply our engineering skills and knowledge and be the best in our field. You know, so instead of just selling on price alone, like what our competitors do, what we do is we provide a consultation with the client, understand their needs early into the project, and then we sort of provide them with a technical know-how、right. and our designs and leverage on our proprietary products and give、mm. the customers the best solution. So it's actually with that sort of concentrated approach that you know we have sort of grown the company、mm-hmm. over the last twelve years and.、Right. Yeah, and and I think that's where you know、uh, the company has sort of scale and had、mm. an international presence. And don't mind me very quickly following up,、um, Eric. I believe we missed out one point, which is what are the specific products and services you provide? Take us through. I believe they included、uh, sheet piles, steel pipes, and tie rods. So, which is your main or core product? So our we have two main core products, which is steel sheet piles and long length steel pipes.、Uh, sheet piles are these. 
little zigzag items that you find, uh, you know, driven in the ground and it holds back uh, the soil whenever you make any excavation or build any waterfronting structure. Being the market leader, we have changed the face of sheet piling over the past 12 years. We are Southeast Asia's largest sheet pile distributor, crossing close to 200,000 tons of steel sheet piles. And one in every three sheet piles goes through our hands yearly, you know, uh, in the whole Southeast Asian region. We have also have a flagship MHZ sheet pile range, or what we call Malayan Hot Row Z Piles, which we developed in 2017. So what this Z Piles does is that it's 20% lighter in weight and yet stronger than traditional U-shaped sheet piles that's been used for the last 20 years in the market. Uh, we've been able to give customers a much lower price. And of course, give, given that they use much less steel, uh, they also have much less carbon footprint on their project. So Southeast Asia is now the fastest growing Z Pile market worldwide. Uh, thanks to all the efforts that my team has put in. Apart from the MHZ, we also have the patented OPAL system, which could be used for ports and tunnels and deep excavation. And uh, these systems, uh, both the MHZ and the OPAL, has helped us to grow uh, you know, tremendously over the last uh, you know, couple of years. We've grown three times in three years, crossing our best result to date uh, in 2022, uh, with close to a quarter billion in sales. And uh, mm. we, uh, you know, we have not only just survived through you know, commodity cycles, downturns and upswing, but we also su survived through COVID and emerged right. a lot stronger. Then let's talk a little bit more about your customers, uh, Eric. I understand you do supply firms such as the China Communications Construction Company. So who would you define as your customers and what are some notable projects that you have taken part in? Our customers vary from large EPC companies, contractors, and even developers of projects themselves. You know, names like, you know, Samsung Construction, mm. Penta Ocean, McConnor Dowell are just some of these, you know, that we constantly supply to. A lot of A1 and large-scale contractors are people that we deal with. And we also deal with port owners who want to purchase material to expand, you know, their terminals or their mm. projects. So like you mentioned, like the Apple Store, even the Jubilee Bridge on the other side of Marina Bay, you know, PUB flood control projects, uh, LTA, MRT projects. These are just some of the, you know, large-scale projects that we take part in. Uh, we also, uh, apart from that, in Singapore, abroad, we also, you know, supply to MTR projects in Hong Kong. Mm. Uh, in the Philippines, which is actually our largest market, we supply a large amount of steel material for port upgrading projects, you know, and more critically right. for a lot of river and mm. flood control projects, which are very you know, the country is very prone to typhoon. So we work closely with the governments so that we can sort of implement some of these solutions and help to improve the lives and the places that, you know, these uh, people live in the community. Mm -hmm. So, you know, as, as you know, uh, sea level rises, uh, sea level, you know, uh, has been rising and also La Nina effect. You know, these are things that, you know, have been, you know, uh, constant topics in for a lot of governments. And uh, that's where we come in. We provide a lot of uh, things like storm surge barriers, right flood prevention, you know, mm. waterways and uh, sort of to prevent what Mother Nature can bring uh, to mm. some of these communities. Okay, yeah. and let's talk a little bit more about your business model then, Eric. Do you supply on a per-contract basis? How does it work? Yes, we do supply on a contract basis. We do keep some stocks uh, so we can respond a lot faster to project requirements. Uh, but we are largely project-focused. So we get involved in projects very early on. So we start even in the feasibility stage. Our technical engineers, sales team, sort of discusses very closely with the client how to sort of better value add with our materials on the project. And then we participate in the tenders for these projects and supply mm -hmm. them readily to the customers. But I think the difference is that we actually go 
uh, to the last mile and we sort of ensure that the, the steel can be delivered all the way to the job site. And I, I know it sounds quite easy, you know, like, you know, or delivering to the job site. But, you know, many times, you know, our, our projects are, you know, several hundred kilometers away from the main ports, you know. Right. So uh, we work with the harbour pilots. We bring our vessels, charter our vessels all the way to the job site and to ensure, you know, sort of a smooth delivery you know, and a lower cost for our clients. So uh, I think apart from that, uh, I think on the business model side, we also want to be sustainable champions mm-hmm. in our industry. So we've been focusing a lot on, you know, providing right. steel with a l- lower carbon footprint, mm-hmm. materials that are lower in weight to reduce the tonnage that's required. And that way, you know, uh, you know, it can help uh, the, the entire industry to be mm-hmm. less carbon intensive and to sort of provide reusability mm. of steel as well. Mm. And let's take a look at your geographical footprint, Eric. As you mentioned, you work with MTR, which is in Hong Kong. So Malayan is headquartered in Singapore. Your offices dotted all across Asia, including in China, Indonesia, Thailand, Timor-Leste. So what is the role of the different markets and which is the most important market for you financially? In Singapore, still our HQ. Um, the founder, myself, and uh, uh, another partner, Sean, uh, both of us are both Singaporeans, and we always knew that Singapore will be our HQ, but uh, we always also recognise that Singapore is not big enough a market for Mm. us. So we've always ventured out from the beginning. Uh, Different countries have different focuses. For example, like Singapore, where there are more underground and tunnelling works, where we can supply some of these materials for. But places like Philippines, there are more waterfront, given the kind of geography the country is. Uh, we also wanted to be a market leader across the entire Southeast Asian region. So we focus not just, you know, in a few countries, uh, you know, around the region, but we try and spread ourselves. And uh, I think that's been very successful. In fact, we opened mm. a lot of these offices during COVID uh, and we had to change the way we train and hire uh, and, mm. and we had to do a lot of this remotely. So, but I think it's helped the company to be a lot stronger as an enterprise. Mm. But I think we are not stopping in Southeast Asia alone. Right, right. We are moving towards Middle East, North, Af- uh, North Africa, Australia, South America in the near future. Mm, if I may very quickly follow up, which is the particular market that generates the most revenue or profits for you? Uh, Philippines is still our biggest market. We've been there since the very beginning. We've mm. been there for the last 13 years. We work very closely with uh, the governments for a lot of their river and flood control projects. Uh, I would say that uh, one of our materials, MHZ sheet piles, uh, has mm. been able to uh, we've been able to change the entire market to adopt this solution mm. and we've seen a lot of success in there. So I would say that that's probably our largest market and will continue to be so. Mm, let's yeah. talk a little bit more about your products and the wider business environment because you mainly supply steel products, right, Eric? And steel prices, as we know, as well as prices of steel-making metals, they seem to have dropped uh, recently due to poorer demand coming in from China. And it appears that China is also exporting more steel due to a lower domestic demand. So how is this affecting the cost price and the selling price of your products? How far will the drop in steel prices weigh on your top and bottom lines? Uh, you're, you're, you're very right. Uh, steel prices have actually gone through a, a roller coaster ride since COVID until now. Uh, we've seen the highs of you know a thousand two hundred US dollars a ton down to the lows of six hundred. So that's like you know half of that amount. Uh, it's really not for the faint-hearted. <laughs> uh, in in fact, in recent times, mm-hmm. uh, I would say that China has experienced a large slowdown. Uh, and being the producer of half of the world's steel, it affects the entire global yeah. market. You know, inevitably. So. In our case, I think we've been focusing on scaling up our growth and our volumes Mm. and gaining more market share during this period of time. Uh, We've been able to move 20-30% more volume year on year and that's helped to offset any reduction in steel prices. So I think top line is not very affected uh, because of that. 
And our business have always been focused on not selling products as a commodity. You know, by focusing on our proprietary products, we've been able to increase our bottom line. And then I would say that uh, this year we are delivering still very strong profits, you know, over the last couple of years. Hmm. If you're just tuning in, we're now in conversation with Eric Leong, Chairman and CEO of Malayan Corporation. Well, on that note, Eric, how is Malayan's order book looking like for the year of 2023? And how would you assess the firm's performance given the construction woes we saw in China, the inflation situation we've seen across economies? On the point of inflation that you mentioned, I I would say that you know, central banks have been raising rates continuously you know, yeah. to temper the inflation. Um, it's taken a huge hit on a lot of construction companies, many of whom will find that their cash flow has been a little bit of a struggle lately. And I would say that it's been a tough time for a lot of construction companies as a whole. You know, many of them doing you know, large-scale projects like LTA. It takes four to five years to complete the project. And you know, with volatile prices, high interest rates, you know, it's quite detrimental for them. Um, China being a supply source for us, uh, we usually work either on an exclusive or OEM basis with a lot of factories. Uh, so we don't sell much to China. So it has not been a large drag on our company. Mm. So effect is not so pronounced. But given the situation, I would say that the mills have been very hungry over the last one, two years. Yeah. Uh, hence, I think it's been beneficial for us. We've been able to get lower costs and mm. more competitive pricing. For 2023, for us, Malayan, I think we continue to have a very strong year. Order books are very good. Uh, volumes, like I mentioned, have grown 20 to 30% year on mm. year. And in terms of performance, I think we are closing our financial year next month in October. Mm. And we're expecting very strong 2023 results. Okay. Yeah. Now, meanwhile, let's take a look at some exciting developments from Malayan Corporation. Eric, I believe Malayan launched uh, two of its tech innovations called Go Listed and Go Tag It back in uh, August. Now, just for our listeners, uh, Go Listed is a B2B steel marketplace to make transacting pre-owned steel easier. And Go Tag It allows steel materials to be tagged and tracked beyond the point of sale. So tell us more about the innovations. Um, actually, that's the sexier and more exciting part of Malayan. Uh. I mean, the innovations. And we hope that you know this will help spur the entire steel mm-hmm. industry. Uh, well, I think from the start, um, as founder myself, you know, uh, our vision have always been to pioneer innovative solutions to solve tomorrow's challenges. And we've never been sort of a company that, you know, sat aside and looked at some of these problems and didn't bother to try and attempt to solve it. So, you know, we started with, a, you know, product lineup uh, in terms of, you know, how we innovated our product lineup, but we didn't stop there and we took the same spirit and developed both Goalistit and GoTagit. So let's start with Goalistit, you know, for a lot of construction projects, Steel material are not used on a permanent basis. Mm. You know, uh, when the contractor completes a project, this steel material will be extracted out of the ground, and they usually have to put them up for sale. However, it's pretty difficult to find a buyer of these material due to the timing mismatch. So when a seller wants to sell, there are no buyers, and when a buyer wants to buy, there are no sellers. Mm. You know, so there wasn't a centralized platform to sort of aggregate all of this, and this isn't uh, any, and, and there wasn't any company out there. You know, that helps you to cut, clean, process provide the logistics, financing and availability. So, you know, all these were very crucial to ensure that, you know, a batch of pre-owned steel material would be sold. Yeah, and for a seller, you know, turning these material back into cash and avoiding any expensive storage fees would be important. And if Mm. they can't do all of that, what they had to do was scrap the items. Yeah. Yeah, so many times, you know, a lot of people would say, oh, scrap is not so bad, you know, it's a good thing, you know, Mm. you can actually make them into steel again. But steel production is extremely carbon intensive. So steel, mm. steel accounts for like 8% of the global carbon footprint. So we asked ourselves, you know, how could we sort of solve this problem? So that was where we created Goal Listed, uh, the first of its kind, B2B platform. And our whole goal is to 
give pre-owned steel a second lease of life right. you know, and reduce the amount of carbon footprint in the steel industry. So we sort of act like a central party aggregating all the buyers and sellers and then we provide all the necessary inspection, processing, logistics, everything on a web and mobile platform. And then it was... Uh, we also introduced something quite new and mm. innovative into the market called a cash advance program. Mm. So while you're waiting to sell your products, uh, we can actually advance you 80% of that scrap value oh, okay. ahead of time. Okay. So that kind of helped uh, ease the liquidity for a lot of the contractors and sellers out there. Mm. And then we also put in things like AI, uh, artificial intelligence, mm. uh, so that we can have a rust grading app so that people can actually take a picture and mm. we'll know what's the rust grade yeah. on the steel material. So these are things that whereby we sort of mm. come in and sort of create sort of like an eBay-like uh, scenario whereby, you know, people can identify and source and buy these steel material and, you know, reduce mm. the carbon footprint. Don't mind me just jumping in sure. very quickly, right? When you mentioned about this um, 80% of the scrap value yep. and easing the cash flow of uh, the, the sellers, what is the quantum that we are looking at? How much, uh, to a layman, how much steel are they selling? And what is the amount we are looking at for those firms? So typically we are looking at, uh, you know, sort of a size of about, you know, 800 tons to 1,000 tons. And mm. uh, 1,000 tons in a brand new price would typically come up to maybe three quarter, uh, about 750,000 uh, mm. to close to a million dollars. And the scrap value would be somewhere about 300 to $400,000. Mm. So it's about 30% of the brand new price. So typically what we can do is we can advance back, you know, I would say uh, close to uh, 300,000 uh, in terms of value for the customer and he could probably try to sell it at maybe about five to 600000 So while waiting for that, we could probably at least give him half of that mm. pre-owned sale value already. Mm. The quantum makes it very important yes. for, for the cash advance. Take us through GoTagit, right? It allows steel materials to be tagged and tracked beyond the point yes. of sale. Uh, take us through that. Yeah, so I, I think in order for steel to be reused again, it's sort of essential for us to understand, you know, uh, who produced the steel, what were the material grades, you know, so that we can effectively use them in the next project. But, you know, in many cases, even in a brand new form, that means when the steel is still brand new, it just came out fresh from the factory. The only way you can actually identify a lot of these traceability is actually through a sticker. Mm. And you'll be wondering, you know, over 30 years, nobody has actually innovated. So it's still a simple sticker. And a lot of times, uh, these stickers actually fall off. We are unable mm. to identify, you know, the source and the origin of this material. And it's a real problem that, you know, mm. the whole industry was facing. So we decided to innovate and build GoTagit, uh, which is a, you know, track and trace uh, method using RFID and OCR, and it gives steel a unique ID. Mm. So we have two kind of solutions for it. We call it the Rapid and the Endure Tag. So the Rapid Tag basically replaces your traditional stickers. It's strong enough to stay on the steel material. So you can just scan it with a simple mm. scanner and uh, all the data on who produced it, uh, the traceability, heat numbers will all be able to be pulled right. out. And uh, if you want to use the material uh, beyond just you know, using it for once, you want to reuse it multiple times, we have the Endure Tag, whereby the Endure Tag is welded on to the steel material and it can last for, you know, talking about five to ten mm. years. So I think identifying, uh, sort of giving steel a unique identity is sort of the start and we foresee the future whereby we can do a lot more than just the traceability. So it's a bit like, you know, mm. for all of us, we have an NRIC number yeah. and then you have your CPF, you have, you know, all the other, uh, you know, uh, services that adds mm. to the NRIC number. Uh, we see a lot of potential whereby when we can identify uniquely the steel material. So what are these potentials? So for example, we are mm. now trying to put in sensors mm. into that same RFID chip. 
So, okay. so now your steel material will become a lot smarter. So uh, we are opening sort of the world of IoT and sensors into the steel material, whereby mm. now you can even tell things like, you know, if the, is the steel undergoing extreme amount of, uh, you know, forces mm. that it cannot take or even vibration, you know. So we have sensors Ooh, for like okay. temperature, strain, pressure, motion, humidity. you know, and humidity as well. Mm. Yeah, so these are things that we are working with uh, Building Con- uh, Construction Authority mm. in Singapore and also with IHLs to see how we can put in some of these sensors into structural health monitoring, you know, and applications that we don't need any more mm. messy wires yeah. and your seed material can start talking back to you. Oh, yeah. okay. And how far will the innovations, as you mentioned, right, generate tangible benefits for Malayan in terms of the dollars and cents? What are we looking at, again, in terms of the quantum? We expect Go Listed to be a major contributor in the years to come to our top line mm. and our bottom line. Uh, we believe that uh, its footprint across Southeast Asia once we get launched across the whole region. Now we are launched in Singapore. We're starting to launch in all the other countries that we have offices in. It will start to change the behaviour of how people will look for steel and also how people will uh, be able to reuse some of these steel material. So in a short span of time, we have already started to gain good traction on the platform since we launched in August. Uh, we have transacted about 6,000 tonnes of steel material on these, mm. uh, on the platform and we expect to grow that to about 40,000 tonnes by next year and then tripling that the year after. And then for Go Tag It, I think the opportunity of tagging is quite vast. You know, we've been approached by you know, steel factories in terms of tagging their green steel, mm. uh, construction steel, oil and gas, industrial applications. So we believe that these innovations will ultimately change the way people look at traceability and tagging beyond the point of sale. You know, uh, and, and, and I think if we can incorporate sensors into the whole thing, I think that will be a whole mm. new world that You'll we can explore. You'll make it very powerful. Oh, yes, yeah. definitely. And before we let you go, Eric, take us through some future plans for Malayan Corporation for the rest of this year and into the next. What can we expect as far as Singapore is concerned? Well, I mean, for us, we never stop innovating and growing. Mm. So scaling up is part of our DNA and pioneering innovative solutions will be something that we'll carry on doing. Uh, we expand. Uh, we were expecting to uh, expand beyond Southeast Asia over the next few months. Uh, and I think it'll be really exciting times. I think we, we are looking to move beyond a regional footprint to become a global enterprise. Mm. And I think with that, I think we, we want to sort of bring new excitement to the steel industry uh, with some of the te- these technologies and sort of fly the flag well, you know, uh, for, fly for a new... High, yeah, uh, fly the flag high. you know, for the new generation of, uh, of, of, of young steel companies coming into the, in, in, into the industry. Well, exciting days indeed, particularly when you talked about that tagging and B2B steel transactions. Uh, thanks a lot, Eric. That was Eric Leong, Chairman and CEO of Malayan Corporation. Thank you very much for joining us on Money FM 89.3. You can also tune into the full version of this conversation on audio, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance.